Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. So Mary and Joseph, rather, they rather to suffer persecution to bring forth the word than to save their own lives and deny Christ. Remember, if you'd like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. Give your neighbor a high five and tell him it's all about Jesus. Tell somebody else it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. I'm telling you, it's all about him. All right. Matthew, the first chapter, Matthew 1. We're going to read, well, I'll read and you read along with me. Make special note in your Bible. Uh, we're going to read verses 18 through 25. And the subject that you can put down in your notes is going to the next level. Going to the next level. Are you with me? Amen. Are you all ready to go to the next level? Amen. Are you ready to go to the next level? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's read. Uh, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make a not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately, or privily, in the King James. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, 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 fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her, her, her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, 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 and thou shalt call his name Jesus, help me out. Thou shalt call his name. Jesus. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall save his people from their what? Sins. He shall save his people from their sins. Now, this is wonderful. Let's go on a little bit further. Verse 22. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name what? Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, uh, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took up and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Now, there are, uh, there's a lot in here. Once again, we're going into our spiritual Ryans or our spiritual Piccadillys or our spiritual Golden Corral. Is that right? Yes. And we're going to go down the buffet line and get a lot to eat today. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. That is so wonderful. So let's look at this. Let me show you just in verse 21. Let's start here for a second. Then we're going to go back up to verse number 18. Verse 21 says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name, what? Jesus, which is interpreted, uh, means Savior. 
for he shall save his people from their what? Sins. He shall save his people from their sins. Now, the Lord saving us from our sins, of course, this is an act of grace. Here's grace again. Grace saving us from our sins. Now, if it said that he was saving us from our sin, then that would mean only that he was saving us from the penalty of sin, that he would be giving us forgiveness and it, and it would end there. He said, I would forgive you and that would be about it. But no, he doesn't say he's saving us from our sin. He says he's saving us from our what? Sins. S, plural. Which means that he's saving us from the penalty of sin and is also saving us or transforming us from our current sins. Or he is breaking the power of sin off of our lives. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Remember, the Bible says that Jesus was manifested to take away our sins. Hallelujah. And remember, the scripture says as well that sin shall no longer have dominion over you, no longer have power or control over you because you're not under the law, but under grace. Hallelujah. So Jesus came to break sin. Now, the word he said he came to save his people, save meaning healed, delivered set free. Amen. So he's coming to set us free or deliver us from uh, the penalty of sin. We're not going to hell. Isn't that wonderful? Praise the Lord. And he's also broken the power of sin off of our lives. Praise God. And understand the more we get into the revelation of that, the more we hear that, the more we receive that, the more we can walk in that and the more it will manifest in our lives. Okay. Now, God has given us the power over sin, but somebody says, well, why am I still doing it, Pastor? Because you haven't yet fully received the full revelation of what Jesus Christ has done for you. Because the more you receive, the more you are changed. Remember, the Lord said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth. And that truth that you know will do what? Make you free or set you free. Isn't that right? So. The more truth we get into us, the more truth we can live out in our lives. I told you last week about uh, my droid. And the more truth it receives from the Android market, from the programs, the more it can do, right? Just like your computer at home, you have a computer at home, the more programs you put in the computer, the more it can do. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah, hallelujah. The more you put in it, the more it can do. So uh, the more of this, the more of God's word you put into you and you glean on it and you meditate on it and it becomes real to you, it becomes solid in you, the more you can walk out and live out. So it's not really, we're not really having a sin problem, what we're having really is a lack of the word problem. Because once we receive the word in us, the word will change us. Let me give you another example about that. Remember what we said on last week that we receive the word. Some of us receive the word of salvation. We heard of Jesus, right? And we receive, we receive what was heard, heard, and we believed it, and it began to change our lives. We became what? Saved, right? And that salvation, that knowledge of the Lord, knowledge of what he had done, we believed it, began to walk it out, it began to change our lives. Can anybody testify that your life was changed by Jesus Christ? All right. 
It was changed by the Lord because you believed. And what you believed, you acted upon and it changed you. That process does not need to stop just there at the cross. It needs to keep going on. So the Lord saved you from the penalty of sin there at the cross, but he wants to continue to save you. How? The same way he saved you from the beginning. By you hearing the word of God, receiving it, believing on it, act upon it, and it changes you. So we're being changed from glory to glory and faith to faith. All of us should be changing. I believe Deaconess gave her testimony this morning that she began to change when she began to come to the church. Why is that? She began to hear the word and believe the word, apply that word, and change came about. Isn't that something? But a lot of us really cheat ourselves. We stop at the cross. We stop hearing the word of God. And if you stop hearing the word of God, you're going to cease to be transformed. And if you cease to be transformed, sin will have power over you. So you see people, you say, they go to church all the time, but they're still doing this, that, and the other. They say they love Jesus, but they're still involved in sin. They got a sin problem. No, it's not a sin problem. It's a lack of the word problem. They're not receiving the word of God because once the word of God enters in, it brings light. It brings change. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Now, let me show you something. I'm so excited to share this with my family. Praise the Lord. Look at verse number 18. Did you get get anything out of that first part there? All right. Verse 18 says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. Now we're getting into the into the subject going to the next level. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, or I love the way the Amplified Bible says it, that Jesus Christ was born under these circumstances. He was born under these circumstances. Now, we're going to the next level. Amen? We're going higher in God, higher and higher, going places that we've never been before, and doing things we've never done before. And to do that, sometimes it's scary. It's scary. But yet and still, God still calls us to go forth. Now, I want you to see the circumstances in which Jesus Christ was born. Now, I can give you the long and skinny of this, but we're going to walk down the road a bit. Now, we know that Mary was a virgin. And Joseph was also a virgin. Right? Sure was. The Bible calls him a just man. Joseph being a just man in verse 19. Just man, which means that he was following the law. He loved the Lord. He was a righteous man. He kept himself too from birth. Uh, he was saving himself for his wife. And he expected his wife to do also the same. Now the Bible says that they were espoused. In verse number 18 it says, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Espoused. In modern day time, we would say that word would be uh, engaged. But back in Bible time, uh, being espoused was which which was uh, more greater or had a greater uh, impact uh, than just being engaged. What we typically do today in America, in America, in our modern day culture. Most people use an engagement period as a trying out period, like a 90-day period. I see how you do. You see how I do. We get to know each other in this thing. And if we feel like we are compatible, well, we'll jump the broom and go ahead and get married. 
Engagement periods can last for 30 days. It can last for five years, 10 years. You know, just, just when the people feel like they're good enough together to go ahead and get married. Isn't that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, typically in our modern day society, you are encouraged, the world system encourages you to have premarital relations with one another. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You are encouraged to do that. But God discourages it and says, no, that's not the way to do it. Praise the Lord. All right. But so here in our modern society, you know, we, you know, I don't want to say we, they try each other out and see how they're going to, let's move in together. Let's see how it work out. Let's try it out. Well, somebody said, if you got the cow, why are you buying the milk? But there's something else all together. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? All right. So that's how it is in today's modern day time. We talk about engagement, but being a spouse was something totally different. And uh, in the modern day and rather in the uh, ancient times in Bible times, being a spouse, uh, that could oftentimes mean that uh, the young boy and the young girl were, were paired up. Their parents arranged their marriage. It was it was arranged possibly from birth. My son is going to marry your daughter when they get a, a certain age. And most oftentimes they didn't even know each other. They were not allowed to be together privately uh, at all. They didn't enjoy the private time until after they were married. After they were married, because some thought, well, if you put two young people together for more than a few minutes, you know, think of something going to happen. So they kept them apart. You can't have the private time until after you are married. So and it was in that culture that the man would keep himself and that the woman would keep herself, uh, because if they didn't, there could be shame and other reproach could be brought upon them. Right. Now, the espousal period was also known as a uh, betrothal period. I'm betrothing you. This is my betrothed. Okay, now, that was so, that was binding. That was like a legal contract, like a business deal contract. Uh, if, uh, let's say if um, uh, Mary and Joseph, okay, they were espoused, if Joseph had died during the espousal period or the betrothal period, uh, Mary would then be called a widow. Now, they're not officially married. They're just what we would say engaged. But this period was meant more then than unfortunately it does now. This was a legal binding contract. If they were both still alive and they wanted to get out of the betrothal period, they had to get a divorce. Are you hearing me? Now, they haven't jumped the broom, haven't stood before the minister, haven't passed the rings, haven't uh, said, I do, I do, haven't done all that. This was an engagement period, a betrothal period uh, that was legally binding. You're mine, I'm yours. Now, understanding that, Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Joseph was betrothed to Mary. They knew we're going to get married. There's no question about, I wonder who I'm going to marry one day. You know, somewhere out there, my wife is seeing me. You know, it's none of that. Are you right for me? Am I right for you? No, you know who you're going to marry. And we both know we got to keep ourselves. And one day we're going to come together and consummate the relationship. 
And one day to prove your virginity, uh, to prove your virginity, Mary, we're going to have to have, you know, after the on the wedding night, after the wedding night, uh, the groom comes out and presents or 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 the or the wife, the couple presents what's called the bloody sheets uh, to prove. And I know to prove that she was a virgin. Are you with me? To prove that she was a virgin and everything was good. Now, if they could not produce uh, the bloody sheets and that, then that would mean, hey, you're not a virgin and you, everybody in town, pick up some stones. We're going to kill her because she did not honor the contract, the uh, the betrothal contract. Are you with me? This is grounds for death, grounds for, you know, a lot of bad things happening. All right. So. They're in this contract. Mary, uh, Joseph is keeping himself for marriage and Mary is keeping herself for marriage. All of a sudden, God decides, I'm going to take this couple to the next level. I'm going to give them a word. Mary hears from God and says, be it unto me, even according to your word. Let the Holy Spirit impregnate me. Fine, let it happen. She has that revelation. Now, the book of Luke talks about Mary's revelation uh, of what happens. Matthew talks about Joseph's revelation about what's happening. All right. Mary, before Mary and Joseph came together, the Bible says that Mary was found to be pregnant. Let, let's look at that again. Are y'all still with me? Verse number one, still in verse number one. Uh when his mother Mary had been promised in marriage to Joseph, uh, before they came together, she was found. I'm reading on the Amplified Bible. She was found to be pregnant through the power of the Holy Ghost. King James says before they came together, she was found, which means that what God had done in her couldn't be hid. Now, Mary had to explain this to Joseph before they came together. Can you imagine that conversation? Joseph is now coming to see Mary. Now, she may be showing right now or she may not be showing, but she's found to be pregnant. So they're supposed to keep each other. And I'm sure they, you know, they couldn't be uh, they couldn't be uh, alone with each other. So there was some uh, stewards around or someone around some uh, not bodyguard, but help me out. Huh? Okay, yeah, I work with that. There were some attendants around them uh, just keeping them, all right? So they were somewhere in there, but so Mary was may possibly begin to show, or she told Joseph, Joseph, I'm pregnant. Joseph, I'm sure feeling betrayed. What do you mean you're pregnant? I'm pregnant, honey. I'm, I, I know you love me, and I, I know we don't know each other that well. Because chances are they didn't know each other that well. You understand? They were betrothed. Didn't know each other. They were espoused, engaged. Didn't know each other that well. They knew of each other, but didn't know each other. So Mary comes to Joseph. "Um, God did this to me. I can hear Joseph saying, what? (laughs) God? I saw you talking to uh, uh, Jesse over there last week. <laughs> you know, God did this to you? Did Joseph believe this? Obviously not, because it took an angel to come to him and talk to him. 
after Mary told him that I'm pregnant by God, God came to me and impregnated me. Joseph did not believe it, but thought that he would put her away privately. In other words, that he would divorce her. Okay, I have grounds for divorce because you have been with somebody else, Mary. And so it says that Joseph thought about divorcing her because she did not uphold her end of the contract. Are you seeing this thing now? He thought to do it privately. He did not want to make her a public example. He didn't want to have her stoned or killed because now she would have to raise this baby on her own. She's about to be a single mother raising a child by herself. Well, God's the daddy. He'll be around with me. But the father, God, wanted the Lord Jesus, the child, to be covered by the authority of an earthly father. Can somebody get that? Surely God the father would pay some child support. Hallelujah. He is the father of the baby. Are y'all with me today? But the father wanted his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, he wanted Jesus, the, the son that would be born, to be covered with an earthly father. So he sends the angel to talk to Joseph. Joseph, hey, that which is conceived of her really is of the Holy Ghost. It really is God's baby. It really is. And she really is still a virgin. I'm sure Joseph said, okay, all right. All right, because he was hurt. You brought the contract. I, we, we got a life together. Mary, we're going to have come together. We're going to have some children. We're going to live here in Galilee. We're going to have, you know, just, just us. We're going to have some babies. You know, I'm, an, I'm a carpenter. I'll make our house. I'll make your table, some furniture. It's just us. It's us. They had a, their own set of plans about what they're going to do until God came in and interrupted. Isn't that somehow God's plans can interrupt your plans? Just a little detour. You can still have your marriage. You can still have your children. You can still live, live here. You can still do it. But just let me take care of this first. Mm. And so here's Joseph. Now he gets the revelation from the angel. He says, the angel tells him, uh, verse 20, it says, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in, in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not. Say fear not. fear not. Say fear not. Say it two more times. Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that, for that which is conceived of her is of the Holy Ghost. Now, the angel says, fear not, Joseph. Fear not. Now, he's saying that for a reason. Because the law, uh, the Jewish law and Roman law, uh, were... They didn't, con- they didn't c- contradict themselves in this, in this setting. They both spoke. It was a law of the land and, and also culture that if a man, a spouse to a woman, uh, were to take her as wife and she be pregnant in the custom of that day, then that man was uh, called to be a panderer. He was thought to be a panderer. On modern day terms, help me, he was thought that really to be a pimp. 
He was saying that he is letting his wife, loaning his wife out for favors if she was found to be with child. Because Joseph was responsible for this. And if he's not the daddy, then he's loaning her out. If he does not divorce her, then he's saying to the world, that is what I am. I have loaned her out. It's not my baby, but I have loaned her out. If he does not divorce her, then he's saying, or he's saying to the world, if he stays with her, he's saying to the world, this is my baby. We just couldn't wait. And that means shame on you, Joseph. Shame on you, Mary. You hot in the pants. You just couldn't wait. That's what that says. You couldn't wait. You had a contract. Joseph's family, shame on Joseph's family, not just for that moment, but for the rest of their lives. While Joseph and Mary be going through the marketplace, hmm, they couldn't wait. Mm -hmm. Hmm. If Joseph did not divorce her, then that would mean that on the wedding night, he could not produce the bloody sheets. And he couldn't. Why? Because he was not allowed to be with Mary until after the child was born. So that means that there were no bloody sheets on their wedding night. The whole town was there, saw them get married. Mary, said, oh, Mary got a little bump. <laughs> Joseph, what's going on? I want you to see what happened here because it says the Lord Jesus was born on this wise. The birth of Jesus Christ was this wise. He was born under these circumstances. So understand this. He was born to parents that were shamed, that endured the shame. Instead of Joseph could have gone ahead, Mary, I understand, but what people are going to think unless we bring out these sheets. Mary, I understand, but you know, hey, I'm saying that's conceived of you is of the Holy Ghost, but Mary, I got a reputation to protect. And if I take you in, what are they going to think about me? So Mary and Joseph, rather, they rather to suffer persecution to bring forth the word than to save their own lives and deny Christ. Amen. Are you hearing that? Oh, that's God. So Jesus was born under these circumstances, under these circumstances, under these circumstances to parents that were ashamed. Shame on you, Mary. Shame on you, Joseph. You couldn't wait. Born under those circumstances and also born and folk were going to kill, were coming to kill Jesus. Herod wanted to have Jesus' life because he is the one born king of the Jews. So right away, parents full of shame, community saying, shame, Mary, shame, Joseph. She's pregnant now, and Joseph is still holding himself. They both are, hold, uh, they both are restraining themselves from one another. Now, some of you may know when you really love somebody and you're married, you want to do certain marital things. I can't get no talking here. So even after they were married, they were together, and now it was legal for them to be alone. So they had to show restraint. Mary, I can't touch you now until after the baby is born. First month, Mary can't touch you now. Second month, 
I saw Mary today bring the water in. Ooh, she looks so good. <laughs> but I can't touch her now until after the baby is born. Are you with me? Joseph had to show restraint. Mary had to show restraint until after Christ was born. Are you with me? So here again, shame, shame in the community. Nobody really knows except for Mary and Joseph. But Mary did let Elizabeth know who was now pregnant in her old age. And the babe leaped in her womb after she heard about Mary's condition, about Mary housing the word of God, Mary bringing the word of God forth. And she believed. Maybe I'm sure some others also believe. But most of all, shame, shame, shame. And even we maybe see just a little bit of this up until the time when the Lord Jesus was full grown now, when he went back to his own, when he went back to his own hometown. And he said, I have honor everywhere else except for in my own hometown. The child that was born under all the shame because people didn't believe this is God's baby. People wanted to kill him at birth, and they still wanted to kill him, and they killed him on the cross. He laid down his life. No man takes it, but he laid it down so that he could pick it back up again for our salvation, for our justification. Are you seeing a little bit of this here? But the point that I really want you to see is that what the angel told Joseph, fear not. Joseph, I know you got a lot of things in your mind. I know that you doing this word is going to cause you a lot of pain. I know, Joseph, fear not. I know that if you follow what God wants you to do, people are not going to like you. Fear not. I know if you follow this word, if you do this, you're laying down your own life. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be shamed. They're not going to understand you. They're going to say, Joseph, if I were you, I wouldn't have done that. And if you tell the people, tell people that this is not not my baby, a God baby. If you say that, some are going to think you crazy. You got a choice, Joseph. You want to go to the next level? Yes. You got a choice. Something's going to have to die. Something's going to have to change. So he said, fear not. Fear not. Before something big happens in the word of God, normally the Lord sends somebody, an angel or somebody to tell people, fear not. Don't worry because something big is about to happen. Now I can show you that in the book of Deuteronomy. You can make special note of this. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he, he it is that doeth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them. And thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that goeth before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. Joshua, do something that you've never done before, something that seems incredible. But God says, fear not. He's with you. 
Same thing he tells Joshua and Joshua 8 and 1. The Lord said unto Joshua, fear not, neither be thou, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee and arise and go up to Ai. See, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai and his people and his city and his land. Also in first Kings, you make a note of that. First Kings 17 verse 13, uh, Elijah said unto the woman, uh, that was about to eat a meal and die. He said to her, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first and bring it unto me and there, or rather and after, make for thee and thy son. I mean, several, I can give you more, more, more. The fear not was also mentioned in Second Kings, the sixth chapter, verse 16. Uh, Elisha said to his servant when he saw all the hosts of the army encamped about him, he said to him, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. In the book of Luke, the first chapter, verse 13, the angel tells Zach, uh, Zacharias, fear not, thy prayers have been heard and thy wife Elizabeth is now pregnant. He tells the angel, tells Mary, fear not. You have found favor in the sight of God. Something big is about to happen. But understand something. Before something big happens, fear will always show up. Are you catching this? Amen. Now you'll know this thing is of God like all of them knew that this is of God. But knowing that it's of God does not make fear go away. Fear is a choice. After an immediate response, after the uh, initial response, should I say, fear is a choice. If someone were to come in here now and go, ah, you know, some of you may go, oh, you know, maybe not. Ah, you know, some, some of us would get, oh, afraid initially, and it was, it's a surprise, but after a minute, it's up to you to, to continue to be afraid or not. It's, it's your choice. Fear not, fear not, neither be afraid. Now, fear, say, tell your neighbor, fear is a choice. That's why the Lord says in 2 Timothy, verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Now, if God had given you a spirit of fear, then fear would no longer be a choice because you would fear it. All right, but God said, I didn't do it. I didn't give it to you. And what God didn't give to you, you can cast that away. Are you with me? Amen. Now, the Bible also talks about being not afraid. Be not afraid. You can make a note of this, 2 Chronicles 32, verse 7. 2 Chronicles 32, verse 7 says, Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid, nor dismayed uh, for the king of Syria. Uh nor for all the multitude that is with him. For there be more with us than there are with them. In Proverbs, I love this one, Proverbs 3, Proverbs 3, verse 24 says, When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Verse 25, Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence 
and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Now the Lord said, don't be afraid of that sudden fear or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. He said, be not afraid. It's a choice. Now we're closing. I'm coming to a close. Coming to a close. What is all this about? We're talking about going to the next level. In order for us to go higher, we're going to have to do some things that we've never done before. And doing things that we've never done before can be scary. But we can choose to be afraid or to be, or to be courageous. He says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. We can choose to be full of fear or we can choose to be full of faith. Being full of faith will cause us to go places that we've never dreamed before. Being full of fear will cause you to stay exactly where you are. And how many of us are tired of staying exactly where we are? How how many of us want to move up? We're going to move up in Jesus' name. I say we're going to move up. Hallelujah. We're going to move. This year we've got to move. Don't allow fear to hold you back or to restrain you. Joseph, if he allowed fear to hold him back or restrained him, I don't know what would have happened. Lord may have found someone else, but uh, I don't know. What if Mary had said to the angel when the angel said, fear not? What if she had said, I'm too afraid to do that. I'm too afraid to manifest that word. I'm, I'm too afraid to do what you say, what you're saying for me to do. I'm too afraid. You know, and a lot of us, God is telling us things and he's speaking to us a word. And it may not be the word growing in our belly, but it's the word growing in our hearts. And the Lord says, I want you to do so and so. I can't do that, Lord. I'm afraid. And what's happening? We're robbing a generation of the manifest word. Someone else needs to receive what's in you. But we want manifested to bring it forth because of fear. Yes, it is time for us to go to the next level. And when the angel, an angel, the word angel means messenger. When God's messenger comes to you with a word, we're going to have to be bold. We're going to have to choose to be bold. Choose courage instead of choose fear. Fear not. Fear not, Kingdom Rock. Fear not. Because the Lord's going to do some great things among you. Fear not. You can't fear the ridicule, the ridicule of people like Joseph and Mary. They said, we don't care. We want to let the word of God come forth. Yeah, they're going to talk about me. Yeah, they're going to scandalize my name. Yes, and it's going to follow me for the rest of my life. But the glory will follow me throughout an eternity because of what I allow God to do through me. So I tell you today, choose faith. Choose faith. Disregard fear. And you will see the power of God come forth. We'll give the Lord a hand of praise today. We are done in Jesus' mighty name. Wow! Hallelujah! Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. 